1: It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin-Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger.
2: Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. I'm joined by Joe Ferraro, of course, and we're coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Got a great lineup for you today. Later in our program, we'll speak to some more track athletes. Apopka Blue Darter track having a great year this year, both boys and girls, and we'll talk to some of them later in the program today. We'll also have a wrap-up a wrap on the 2017 wrestling season with Coach Todd Hauser later in the program. Of course, we'll talk baseball with Coach Lassiter. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by Coach Matt Houvris of Apopka Blue Dotter Flag Football. Coach, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Can you just uh, bring us up to date a little bit? on you? Know, we were on a couple weeks ago, and what's
3: what's taken place over the last couple weeks? Sure. Well, uh, we just uh, got our team cut down, and we've been going through the motions, getting practices in and trying to you know become a little bit more proficient in our offense and understanding what we want them to do on defense. And so uh, today we have uh, two preseason games. We're traveling to Jacksonville tonight, uh, to, well, around Jacksonville, Orange Park High School. We'll play Orange Park High School at 530, and we'll play Jacksonville Mandarin High School. Uh, who the boys are playing, I guess, this year in uh, tackle football as well. well. We've been playing Jacksonville Manor Mandarin at 6.30. So we've had uh, two back-to-back games tonight in preseason. Very interesting.
4: I used to live near Orange Park High School.
3: And, um,
2: Back in the day. Now you can uh, you know, brag to them, you know, you're with the popkin now.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know. I tweeted the other day This is when I saw that uh, Apopka boys were going to Jacksonville. And with the success the boys have had against Fletcher and Jacksonville First Coast those years when we were going to state and everything, um, someone said, oh, Apopka has to go to Mandarin. I put, well, Apopka owns Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> One of the coaches from Mandarin, who's a friend of mine, uh, sent a tweet back. He said, oh, is it like that? I said, oh, I was talking about boys football, not girls. I'm not talking about girls. We're not going to do that. But, you know, I felt, I felt like bragging up the boys a little bit.
2: Nice. Now, Coach, two games back-to-back, that sounds pretty grueling. How are you going to handle it? Are you Are going to play the same lineup both games? Or are you <laughs> going to use an opportunity to, to play a lot of girls? Yeah, pr-
3: we'll play a lot of girls. We're going to bring 27 girls, and we pretty much have two offensive units. So we're probably going to break it down to where the first unit gets either the first half or the first three quarters, second unit gets us, gets the next whole quarter, whatever the score may be, whatever's <laughs> going to happen. But uh, And uh, one of the things we did this year, too, was really wor- – concern ourselves with who is making the team based on versatility so we're, we're going to have a lot of girls playing in a lot of different positions there's not too many girls that w- that will only play one position nearly everyone uh, will play another position uh I'll give you a couple examples um coach Darlington's daughter Grace is um, coming back off a knee injury that kept her out all last year and she had played varsity as a uh, freshman where she played our, our center position well now she's back and uh we've actually uh you know, she's, she's looking good. Her knee is rehab. She's making the cut, and so um, she would um, is moving to receiver. She'll also play some center for us as well, but we're going to put her receiver. We've got a girl coming up off of J.D., Cassie Proctor. Cassie might rush. She's going to play some running back. She's going to play some receiver, and she's the third girl that will be snapping today too. So we're trying to keep a real versatile group out there. So we'll play a lot of girls at a lot of positions today.
4: It's always good to be a utility player where you can be plugged in no matter what. That keeps you on
3: the field. It's it's almost a requirement. Again, if, if I break down the team for you and talk about which <laughs> girls aren't playing varsity or, I'm sorry, which girls are on varsity and play one position. You know, our quarterback, Allie Haig, plays one position. Uh, one of our other quarterbacks plays one position, but two of our quarterbacks play multiple positions, including on defense. So uh, a lot of versatility there, and uh, I'm real, real excited about what this team has to uh, bring to the field this year. Speaking with Coach
2: Matt Hooverus of Apopka Blue Daughter Flag Football on Blue Daughter Sports Central, sponsored and presented by, of course, our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Now, Coach, can you talk about um, the makeup of the team based on last year? Of course, you're in a position now, it's uh, been the coach for a long time, got a, one of the top programs on campus and in the state. So you're more of a reloading mode than a, than a rebuilding mode. but but how many um, you know, girls did we lose from last year how, how many new faces will we have that kind of thing
3: we had about 13 seniors on last year's team including uh, the other quarterback we used two quarterbacks last year and our quarterback graduated um, Sierra Taylor she had a real real good year last year um, but Allie Haig who's a junior stepping up played a lot of those varsity games at either the first or second quarterback position we use a lot of uh, double passing You know, we don't we don't hand the ball off much to anybody. We toss it one way, then we toss it one way so we can toss it forward. So most, most of what we do is in regards to the passing game. But uh, we graduated 13 seniors, but I said to uh, several people, I don't believe that there's a position this year where we have not upgraded. And that's either in a returning starter like Kelly Tracy, who's our center. She has just improved by leaps and bounds. Michaela Crissan, who is second-team All-State, she has taken her game to even another level. And then these new players that are coming in or fitting in new positions, J.D. girls moving up, I think we're better at every single position this year uh, than we were a year ago. So That's it's huge. very, very exciting.
2: And can you talk about when did the game start?
3: Yeah, you know, we have the weirdest schedule in the world. The official season's allowed to begin next week, but we don't have a game scheduled for the first week of the season for multiple reasons. And then we had a game moved. We have spring break after that. And then we had our first game of the season had to be moved. Uh, it was a district game at Flagler Palm Coast. And that had to be moved. Originally that was here. Now it's there. And now it's in a different week. So we don't actually play from today until March the 29th. Wow. So we play the twenty, or sorry, the 30th. Let me rephrase that. That's the 30th of March. We play the 30th of March on a Thursday at D-Land. And the 31st, we travel to Tallahassee for three games at the Capital City Classic, which is just the only great flag football tournament in the state, maybe in the country. It's an amazing group of talent. So we play that game on March the 31st and April the 1st. And we don't have a home game here at Roger Williams Stadium until April the 13th. So we have this kind of front-loaded schedule with a lot of away games. And then we finish with this really, really nice stretch at home, which we always love to play here at home in front of our fans.
2: Interesting schedule. Now, can you tell us about a little bit about some of the teams on the on the schedule and some of the big games we can look forward to, both in terms of district games and, and non district games?
3: Well, um, the non district game that always you know that, that we play, we tend to uh, play Oak Ridge, who's usually pretty competitive. Dr. Phillips is an excellent program. Uh, I went and scouted both them last night, as well as Wakaiba who's in our district. They had a preseason. Uh, event down at Oak Ridge, so I went down there to watch all those teams since they're all on our schedule. But I would expect Dr. Phillips to be the next best team in Central Florida, who's on our schedule. And then Boone, of course, is always pretty good and they're on our schedule this year for the first time in a long time as well. Um, we've never lost to Boone, but uh, Boone is typically a program that's going to get 10 to 11 wins you know, during the year, but they're on that other east side of the Metro, so we don't see them that often.
2: We're speaking with Coach Matt Hoover of Apopka Blue Garter Flag Football. And coach, can you talk a little bit about your style of play on offense and, and how that relates to to the other teams? You know, specifically, of course, in in boys football, uh, you know, coach Darlington is known as a, as a real innovator. You know, our, our offense looks. Like nothing, like other, no other football team on the planet. Uh, but but how, how does how does you, you, what what do you do on offense and uh, how does that relate relate to just you know, I guess the other teams that we've. There's
3: played? less originality in flag football because what we found in the past 15 years, which is still. A recent phenomenon in in the realm of high school sports, it's not been around since the early 1900s and stuff, is that um, the passing games win. You can't win unless you have a proficient passing game. It's almost impossible. So in flag football, you can't control the line of scrimmage with blocking. So you have to have people who can get out, catch the ball, and run after the catch. Um we get we get known for our long bombs and the fact that we always it does it for fifteen years we've graduated kids who had wonderful arms and wonderful ability and every year someone says, well now that they've lost that quarterback and yet every year we find these um wonderful athletes who can learn the system, run the system, chuck the ball all over the place, and so we pass on almost every single down. Um, And we're we're known for the 30-yard bomb down the field. But the truth is, if you get seven to eight yards per play in flag football, you'll advance and you'll win. So that's what we're trying to get into our players' heads, that it doesn't have to be the home run hit. It's like in baseball. You don't have to swing for the fences on every single pitch. You know, Just get the ball in play. Go for that seven to eight yards and see what we can do after that.
2: And tell, who are some of the, the girls that we can look, look towards to have a big years this year?
3: Well, you know, we had the uh, Central Florida Player of the Year last year was Day-Day Payne, and she's just a sophomore. And so, uh, you know, what she, position is she? she played both safety and wide receiver and was just equally adept at both. Um, Allie Haig, our quarterback, is one of the quietest kids on the team. Um, she's super thin. Uh, her mother is a, graduated with my wife uh, Margie Marzola graduated in 1990 with my wife from here at Apopka High School, and that was her mom. And uh, Allie plays quarterback, and while she's quiet, she absolutely can make every single throw. It's, it, she's impressive to watch, and she's a good leader, although she leads by example, not voice. Uh, Michaela Chrisanne, uh whose brother Jeffrey was a catcher here for the baseball team, was second um, team All-State last year at safety, and she'll play safety and wide receiver for us, and she's going to be outstanding. And, uh, you know, there's just... Uh, uh, there's, there's two freshmen that, are, that have made our varsity, um, that played varsity basketball for Coach Hardy, and uh, we expect a lot out of them as well. And we've got a really nice breakdown of a couple freshmen, a few sophomores, several juniors, and a, a good class of about 10 seniors. It's actually one of the smaller senior classes we've had, but they are all uh, they all have a chance to make a contribution to our team.
2: Sounds very exciting. It's going to be a good season for the flag football. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Coach, know, real quick, we've got about a minute. Now this uh, tournament up in Tallahassee you're yes, going to be playing in that sounds like like a really uh Exciting thing! Can share just a little bit with us about that.
3: Yeah, this tournament's. This is the seventh year of the tournament. We've played in it um, on and off for the last six years, and it's um, just one of those things where it you really do get the best teams in the state of Florida. Tallahassee is an intensely competitive region, and then you always get a couple teams from Tampa who are always very, very good because those are kind of the two powerhouse areas in the state. Um, whereas Apopka's had success, Dr. Phillips has had success in Central Florida. When you look at overall team strength. Um, the way you would it, it, the, in boys basketball, the way Central Florida is so good in boys basketball, with with a being competitive, with being competitive, Osceola winning the state championship. Um, in ba- in flag football, it's Tampa and Tallahassee. So going up there gives you a good measure of what your how good your team really is. Are they good, or, or are there things you really need to tweak before you get to those playoff situations?
2: No, I think it's a great idea. It's uh, the the early season tournament, as you said, gives you a real barometer to see where you are, and and if you're not where you want to be, you got all, you got all season to time to, to, fix it. to fix it.
3: It's worked out well for us. In the past
2: well coach Matt Huber thank you for joining us we always love hearing about Blue Darter flag
3: football thank you for having me appreciate it
2: Friends, we're going to go to a quick break when we come back we'll speak with coach Eric Lasser on the popular Blue Darter baseball so please stay with us
1: it's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW your hometown station now here's Roger
2: Roger Williams yeah we'd love to have you on sometime and you're on Speaking welcome. of being on, well, welcome back, to Blue Dart Sports Central. <laughs> we
4: we actually had part of the crowd come up yeah, an to say something. An
2: interview request, and we certainly will be happy to speak to one of the deans in the school. Absolutely, open door policy. Yeah, he
4: looks like he played football. He sure did. Yeah, I thought he
2: might one of the coaches. You
4: know what? When I first saw him, that's what I thought too.
2: Well, we had a great segment with Coach Matt Hooverus. Boy, yeah, Hooverus is always so. Uh, so passionate and excited yeah i always love hearing about about him it's, it's no, you know, no secret no wonder why he has such a good program now we're going to go to in a moment to coach eric lasser to talk a popular blue gardener baseball their season is really under swing now we're in fact we're getting into the, we're into the district uh play right now and um but before we go to coach lasser i want to remind you that our program is sponsored by dr patrick st germain st germain chiropractic and burn fat orlando Dot .com when you're in pain call Dr. Saint Germain at 855 when in pain Dr. Patrick Saint Germain has worked with athletes at all levels from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to olympic champions so when you're in pain call Dr. Saint Germain at 855 when in pain
4: and he also works with broadcasters yes because I yes. know he took care of me when I was in pain
2: if you're in pain he can, he can help Dr. Patrick Saint Germain now let's go to Coach Eric Lasseter of the Popko Blue Dogger Baseball. Coach, thanks for joining us.
5: Hey, thanks for having me, Roger. Appreciate it.
2: And can, why don't we go ahead and get right into it? I know we had a, a, a game with Lake Grantly earlier this uh, this week, and on Wednesday, and I think we're playing them, we're playing them again tonight too, as well. Is, is that correct?
5: Yes, so this is our first district week, and as you know, it's kind of like a series. So we play Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, or Wednesdays, Fridays um, against the same team, and uh, we lost uh, four to two. They had a good pitching performance. We didn't hit very well, and uh, we had a bad inning there. Um, You know, just made a couple mistakes and uh, they were able to capitalize on him and scored four runs in the in the one inning there and uh, we fought back a little bit at the end which was nice to see and had the tying run on on first base uh, and and weren't able to get the job done uh, but we lost four to two and we're trying to redeem ourselves today over at Lake Brantley at seven o'clock.
2: Very interesting. Now, who's going to be going for us tonight on the mound?
5: Uh, Cade Davenport uh, will get the start. Um, he's he's I think he's 2-0 at this point. Um, left-handed arm. He also plays right field for us and, and hits for us. Um, so, hopefully, he can keep him off balance a little bit, and uh, and the bullpen can come in and shut the door to the, tonight.
2: Now, why don't we take a step back, because I know we had some good games um, you know, since you've joined us last. Yeah. One of which includes uh, a nice victory over... A very good, strong team from Atlanta who visited us, and we beat them on a Saturday morning. Can you tell us about that game?
5: Yeah, we played uh, Redan High School, Uh, actually, caved through that game uh threw really well got himself into a couple jams uh throughout the game i think he struck out a guy with two outs with bases loaded two different times early in the game um i didn't do necessarily a great job i ran inside of a couple uh you know a couple innings there trying to be too aggressive um but we were still able to score a couple runs there we got up four to nothing and uh, they scored one in the in the seventh off of us um you know to battle back a little bit there in the seventh but yeah they're a really good team really well coached um, and really athletic um redan high school out of uh Gwinn, i think it's out of DeKalb county georgia now
2: as as we go into the game tonight you know i guess it's uh, pretty much all, all the basics you got to get good pitching and good defense and you hopefully make some timely hits and you know play well on offense but uh, what, what are the keys to victory tonight uh, uh, in the game against, over at late Greenland?
5: yeah you know with the way that you know their style of play we really can't give up too many free bases um, whether that's errors or walks or hits batsmen uh, that's a key keeping them off base because they like to bunt and handle the bat and they got some athletes over there who can really run um, so obviously the more you keep them off base by free passes and make them earn it by you know getting hits and and uh, things like that obviously the better for us Um Got to be able to lay off the breaking ball in the dirt. Uh, I thought we swung a little too early uh, Wednesday, but again, we're facing a different kind of guy. He's another left-handed arm, but um, so... Kind of see where we're at, and we need to be able to make adjustments quicker than we did on Wednesday is really the key because you know you can go in there with a plan, and then a pitcher's doing something better than you thought, or uh, you know just doing something different than what you've seen before. You have to be able to make adjustments and and step in there and change those approaches, and, and we weren't really able to do that um, on Wednesday until later when it was you know obviously too late. So hopefully we're we'll able to make some better adjustments on on the offensive end, and I can do a better job getting those guys situated. Um, and play good defense. Uh, you know, kind of what we always do throw strikes, play good defense, and, and get some timely hitting, and ho- hopefully, we'll have a chance to win the game.
2: And, and what is our record at this point?
5: We are 5-2. and two. Um, Lost the first game of the year and then lost Wednesday. We were on a little five-game run there. Um, and hopefully we can start something up uh, to, tonight. And then uh, we go, it's not Wednesday, Friday, next week because of spring break. We play West Orange Tuesday and Thursday next week. Um, our home game will be Thursday and we'll go to them on Tuesday. And then obviously the Central Florida spring break slam, will follow that up Um two weeks from now and uh got some good teams from out of state got key west coming in um got montgomery bell i think from alabama or tennessee um and uh, and then some good local teams as well uh so we'll have that that going on maybe um next week we can share that schedule a little bit
2: and, and who's going to go for us tuesday night over at west tuesday
5: Army. will be cam um, and then, you know, probably the same rotation that we we saw today it will be Cam, and then um, and then pro- probably Cade on uh, on Thursday.
2: We're speaking with Coach Eric Laster about a Blue Darter baseball on Blue Darter Sports Central, sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. Jab Do Garage Door Problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Give them a call at eight six six F L A Door and tell them you're in a Blue Darter. Now, Coach, I know coming into the season, you know, we had a you know, solid core of guys coming back, but then we had quite a few uh, very key players that yeah. graduated and moved on. And one of the things that you, know, you were somewhat of a question mark uh, was was the defense and how things would come together defensively. How how were you, how, to, to this point, how would you assess uh, how, how the defense has, has, has come
5: yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's not good enough. Our defense hasn't been good enough yet. Um, we're still playing around with some stuff. Jarrett Backus, who played third base for us primarily all year last year, is playing some second now, and we've moved Alex Otero to third. One um, to get more offense in the lineup um, so that we can open up a DH spot. For right now, it's Quinterius Bournes. Um and, um uh, and also just we have some young second basemen who are going to be really good players, but, um, you know, they've just struggled a little bit early on defensively. So we're trying to figure out, you know, find a, find a gap to fill that in until those guys are ready. And right now that's what we're, we're doing with Jared over there because obviously you know he's a really good third baseman. So. Um, and that's probably going to be what he plays at at the next level. But it's one of those things, he's a great team teammate and a good team player, so he's willing to go over there for us at second until we can get those young guys ready and, and, and we're comfortable with them over there. But, um, yeah, the defense definitely has to get better for sure, um, no doubt. And what,
2: what are your thoughts on the way our offense thus far.
5: Yeah, uh we've had some good timely hitting um as a whole but we're relying too much on really one one or two guys. Um you know, when you have such a smaller amount of that bats in, in seven games, you know, it's a third of the way or what, you know. Um I I just right now I mean we had seven strikeouts against Lake Brantley, but every ball we, we put was just in the air and, and really didn't make them work for too many outs. So we're kind of trying to. We've been moving the lineup around. We've been doing a lot of stuff um, to try to figure out what the best situation is. I did like who, who came up at the end of the game to give us a chance to make that run. Uh, so we'll probably stick to something similar with that. Um, but we have to find some more consistency with uh, you know the middle to back end of our lineup as far as what they're able to produce for us because right now it's kind of a two man, two or three man show, um, which obviously you know unless you have a big. That's not gonna. It's not gonna do it consistently for you. So, uh, but the good news is, it's a it's a marathon and not a sprint, and uh, we got time to try to figure this out and and play with some different pieces and play some musical chairs and and uh, figure out what the right you know right components are for this team.
2: And, and who are the guys that, that are hitting well thus far?
5: Yeah. Um, well, Garrett Evans is, is got a high on base percentage right now. Or shortstop, he's hitting in the leadoff. Um, Donovan Lynch is uh, you know hitting over four hundred. Um, and, uh, but still probably striking out a little too much. And then, uh, Alex Otero is leading the team or top two in RBIs and is hitting like 333, I think. Um, Brandon Ushery's kind of been up and down for us, but, you know, he's got quite a few RBIs for us. But other than that, it's kind of been, uh, hit or miss. Depending on the day, so really, we're just trying to find consistency because I know they're all capable of doing it um you know it's just it's just being able to do it on a regular basis, and again, sounds like the world's you know the 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 sky's falling right now, but we're five and two, you know just you know I'm just never really satisfied with what you're doing um always trying to find ways to improve uh again, five and two is a pretty good record, but uh we just we just have to play better as well,
2: Yeah, especially we played a quality opponent, I think every single yeah. Day.
5: Yeah, absolutely. There I mean we played Evans which obviously wasn't uh you know wasn't a huge task for us, but other than that every team that we've played is a quality opponent that's that gets in the in the playoffs on a regular basis. I mean even Redan out of Atlanta, they won the state championship in 2014 or 13 uh and have had three or four guys committed on that team to go play division 1 baseball. So we're playing good teams and uh you know uh, and, and, again, won five and lost two, so so the sky's not falling, but we also can't be satisfied with what we're doing right now. We, there's definitely room for improvement.
2: Now we've got about three minutes uh, in this segment. Have you had a chance to observe a little bit of some of our key opponents, some of our district opponents, and and get a flavor of of how their seasons have started? Yeah,
5: Lake Brantley, uh, obviously we got to see them uh, during the Big Blue a little bit. We stayed and watched, and then obviously played them on Wednesday. They're really athletic. I think their infield goes UCF committed third, uh, Florida committed short, Alabama committed second. Um, I think their catcher's going to Saint Leo. I mean they got they got some guys committed all around. The pitcher that we face going to Newberry where Jonathan is at. Um, super athletic, can run, can handle the bat. They got Jalen Smith who um, you know, was originally from a pop guy I think he's, he's in their leadoff spot he moved when he was in eighth or ninth grade um, but he, he can handle the bat left-handed stick um, West Orange is kind of the same guys they've been they've they got some arms uh, you know good power arms and and are trying to swing the bat a little bit better they've struggled a little bit offensively but we all know that they can hit and I'm sure they'll figure it out um, Olympia I think is kind of in the same spot as us they've had some movement around some some key players have left but we still have some good players and just trying to figure out where the pieces fit um and then i i really haven't seen Wukaiva enough to give much i know they have a good pitcher over there um uh, but I, I don't really know too much about them, just haven't had a chance to see them play. They play usually while we're practicing, kind of ordeal, you know, with having no lights. But um those other those other three are, are going to be, you know, kind of your normal mix that you're used to seeing in this district. It's one of the toughest for a reason. A lot of good coaches and a lot of good players um and teams.
2: Very interesting, and we look forward to seeing the season unfold. We've already gotten into the first game in district play, and we've got another one tonight over at Lake Brantley, Apopka versus Lake Brantley tonight, big district game. And as, as we heard Coach Lasseter say, two big district games next week, a home and a way, or a away and a, a, a home versus West Orange. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you He's maybe probably speaking with you next week.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me. And shout out to Florida Door Solutions. They've always been huge supporters of uh, Blue Daughters baseball as well. as not just the show here with you guys. Uh, you know, they do great work. Uh, if anybody has any, any issues or needs a new garage door, they need to make sure they call those guys.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for that uh, endorsement of Florida Door Solutions. Absolutely.
5: righty, no problem.
1: Thanks, guys. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger.
2: Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Joined by Joe Ferraro, of course. And Joe, two great reports. Great report on flag football from Coach Matt Hooverus and from Coach Eric Lasseter on baseball.
4: Two great seasons kicking off. Really? Very yeah. exciting. You know, even though with all the tweaks going on with the baseball uh, the baseball team, I have no doubt they're going to have an incredible season. Five and two, that's not off a bad a start. start. Off
2: to a great start, exactly. And, and as you said, Joe, the thing about both of those programs, like so many programs on campus, which you know makes doing this show so exciting, so fun, is they're playing top-notch competition and competing at the highest level of high school, af- big school, high school athletics in Florida, so the teams we're playing are the are the best teams in the state.
4: Yeah, there's no gimmies here for the Blue Darters at all.
2: High expectations, high goals, and the ability to uh, to achieve those goals. And it's really um, looking forward to, to the flag football season with Coach Hoover. So, of course, as he said, that really doesn't get underway in a big way with the games until about the last week of March for us. But baseball is really, really into the, the thick of things right now. We started district play this week, kicked off the season at the Big Blue Bonanza, which is one of the elite high school baseball tournaments in the, in the state. I'm not even go so far as to say in the country, it's got the best teams in Florida that play in it. We did great over there. We won went 2 and 1, and, which included Coach Lasser's 100th victory as a Papa coach, a 1 to nothing victory over Oviedo. And, um, and and then now we're in the swing of district play and as we've said before we've talked about before our district in baseball is one of if not the toughest district in high school baseball in Florida which automatically qualifies as one of the high uh, toughest in the in the country cuz Baseball in the state of Florida. Florida's got some of the best high school baseball in the country, and Central Florida is is really a a hotbed of of of, of baseball in Florida.
4: We get to play all year round, whereas a lot of other states, they don't. Exactly. Kids hone in their skills. Oh, wait. It's snowing up north, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. They're not playing baseball.
2: (laughs) And um, so, anyway, we've got the game versus Lake Brantley tonight, the return match over at Lake Brantley. That's at 7 p.m. Uh, looking forward to that one, and then two huge district games versus West Orange next week. And as Coach Lasseter said, we play them over there on Tuesday night, and we're back home against West Orange next Thursday night. So a lot of fun high school, ba- a lot of fun baseball for a Popka Blue daughter baseball, and right in the middle of things right now. And then, of course, football spring football is not too far away.
4: May. I think May, is the, May 25th, something like that, is the first, is the spring game?
2: Right. When of course, the, the, the actual practice begins about, you know I guess, early in May. So it's you know not too far away for, for a popular Blue darter football. A lot of great, exciting things to, to look forward to. And, um, of course, wrestling wrapped up. And we're um, looking forward to maybe speaking with Coach Hauser about Blue Daughter wrestling.
4: I'm sure he got tied up doing something. That's why he's a bit tardy.
2: And um, but of course, there's um, another uh, some more information about a popka blue daughter bowling one of the you know, certainly elite programs. Yeah, you know, I was going to say on campus, but I mean that goes without saying. I mean, the, probably the well the elite high school bo- bo- bowling program in the country. There's no yeah, way to is. say it. They're the reigning nat- national champions, and they're
4: going back to the national championships. They got a big fundraiser. They need your help so these kids can get up there to compete.
2: In fact, they uh, the four time. Four consecutive state champions, and now they will be going. The, the 2017 high school national championship will be held June 24th and 25th over the summer at Smyrna Bowling Center in Smyrna, t- Tennessee, which is a suburb of, of Nashville. And actually, a GoFundMe account has been set up to help collect donations because you know these these guys pretty much pay everything out of their own pocket, and, and not yes, just they do. not just the kids, uh, the coaches as well. Because uh, so I mean that it's it's expensive. Uh, there's a lot of money involved in, in these wonderful opportunities, and and uh, yeah, it's one of the great things about the Popka community is we're the kind of community that really rallies around. Uh, people doing great things and 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 step out to help them
4: they have they need transportation they need lodging they have to have their meals taken care of and that's why they need your help go over did they have a website for the gofundme
2: i'm not sure we'll have to try to get boned up on that but um you know i know that i know that, um, demetrius virgos on his facebook page is is keeping information up to date you know consistently and if you just go find a Demetrius Virgo's Facebook page. You can find everything that you you need to know.
4: And I'm sure those people that are GoFundMe savvy will know exactly. how they'll, to. they'll find it. On their own, exactly. Pop go blue darter, bowling something like that, and it should pop up. And then make that donation. Give them, help them out.
2: And just, to, but to give you an idea, and of course we talk bowling a lot because and deservedly so. But for people, you know, we have new listeners every week as well, and new people move into town consistently as well. Uh, Pete Virgos. Is literally the most decorated high school bowler since the Florida High School Athletic Association sanctioned bowling uh, and sanctioned state championships. That, so that's he's incredible. Literally, yeah, literally the most successful, the most decorated high school bowler in in history. Literally, in in, in Florida. And of course, Gage Stelling is is right there with with Pete. He goes toe to toe with Pete. In fact, uh, yeah. In fact, Gage selling w- would be the, he's p- the second most decorated bowler. So it's really a, phen- and, and, and that and that goes speaks to the culture, because as we've heard on the show, these guys, Wicawayne Brunswick lanes over here in a popkin, the Wicawayne area uh-huh. is really a hotbed for youth bowling, and a lot of these guys got started as individuals. They had just all kind of found separately, on their own initiative, uh, with different stories, found their way over to Wicawayne Brunswick. Got to know each other, began to excel, got more passion, got better. And it really, it just it's flourished into this phenomenal high school bowling culture and team we've got.
4: You know, maybe the radio station should start their own little bowling team.
2: <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should. Do you have any, uh, any prospects there? Any ideas? on this? Uh,
4: uh, No. I, I mean, my bowling game is that of a professional golfer. <laughs> I mean, that's what, the kind of score you could expect from me.
2: And, um, of course, it's um, Popka Blue Daughter Basketball finished another season where we took another step forward, finished 16-10. and 10. In fact, uh, are really our nemesis that kind of thwarted, blocked our su- more success that we could have possibly had was hiva and they had a phenomenal season. They made it all, all the way to the f- state finals. You know, and I was thinking about that, Joe. They had a, a great team, obviously, of course, and a, a phenomenal player, Paul Reed, but one of the games that we lost uh, might have been in, in, the, in the district playoffs to um, uh, you know, Coach Williams was, was pretty philosophical you know, and said he thought we, we had played pretty sure. darn well. But, but uh, the, the, the story of the game, from his perspective, was he, he even said, you know, I, think that, I think that we can expect to see uh, Wekaiba in, in, in the Final Four, and he, he was certainly right. In fact, they made it not only went to the Final Four, they won the first-round game and made it to the Finals, which was huge
4: yeah he 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 predicted that and and all the evidence proved what a great team they were
2: and, and they, they have good coaching as well absolutely ben. but one of the things that, that that's a bright spot for us that they would think they were they were a senior heavy team and so they'll have a different uh, lineup uh, next year and uh, we've we'll got a, a better shot now of course we were just exactly the opposite we didn't ha- literally have a senior on the team, so uh, uh, strong youth all sophomores and juniors and we've got a lot to look forward to in a Popka basketball next season under the direction of Coach Scott Williams. But right now we're ge- pleased to be joined by Coach Todd Hauser of a, both Apopka Blue Daughter Wrestling and Apopka Blue Daughter Bowling.
6: Yes, Coach, we were, we were talking Warriors. about you. Okay, how's it going, guys? It's all good. Good, great,
2: great. Yeah, we were just kind of talking. First of all, about the the GoFundMe account and and you know the the money raising effort to get to the the national championships in Tennessee, Smyrna, Tennessee, on June 24th and 25th. Can yeah, you, we're before making. Before we a... talk about wrestling, can you just sure talk, hit that?
6: We're, ma- for us. we're making a push to, to go back to the Nationals. We are national <laughs> champs last year. We want to re- repeat that. Um, you know, last year it was in Fort Lauderdale, so it wasn't too hard for us to get down there. And I actually went lobstering while I was down there, which was kind of cool. But, um, you know, this year near Nashville, Tennessee, uh, we're going to need to have some travel arrangements and some... Uh, some uh, hotels and some other things so we've got to raise some money this year so that we can be able to do that but we've got a fantastic team and i think we can defend that title so we're working really hard to do that
2: exciting stuff and you know, one point i wanted to make that demetrius Fergus was making to me is the, you, the coaches you guys don't even get paid for this is that correct
6: oh absolutely not i mean if you do this for the money then you're in the wrong business <laughs> but yeah we don't make but, a sense at least it's you know,
2: under the under the realm of, of high of during the school year, you, you do—it's not right. a lot, but you do at least we get, get
6: a little, paid. We a, a little stipend during the school year, but yeah, this is all just for the kids and for Apopka, and, and it's just a great city and a great school, and we want to do all we can to represent it with class.
2: That's that's awesome. That's great. We wish you all the best, and I encourage everybody to contribute and help out a little bit on this effort and as we said before there's a gofundme account now now coast wrestling is wrapped up and just give us an overview over over the wrestling season this year
6: sure i mean we uh we won a metro title and a district title which was awesome this was the first year that it wasn't um you know i i never even thought that we wouldn't win it i mean we were clear favorites we had the talent and all the weight classes we had seven champs at the uh at the district seven champs at the metro um, so we really kind of cleaned up the field with that, and that was a nice feeling. Since, since 11 years of me being here, that's the first time that that's happened, so that was cool. Um, we went into the region with high hopes and uh, didn't perform the way we needed to. We had some bad luck in the draws. We had some injuries we had to overcome. We finished sixth in the region out of, I don't know, 40 teams. So, I mean, that's better than our finishes in the past, but we thought we might be able to slip into that top four spot. Um, only took two guys on to state, and we're hoping to take, you know, about six. Um, We had seven in the round to go, and just, you know, not a good round for us. And um, tough. I mean, uh, Kendrick Kohler was a state qualifier last year, got injured during the the week, couldn't make weight the day of because he just hadn't had any practice under his belt, and just his weight was was too high. Um, You know, uh, Quentin Wilson was an all-star for us all year, but hurt his ankle in the last second of the district match and just couldn't recover from that. Wow. Yeah. He went out and scored a few points for us, but... You know, he just he couldn't get past that ankle part of it. And um, we just had some bad luck in the draws. But anyway, so we took two guys on to state. Logan Salella, Thanks Alcius, and uh, they were both fourth placers at the region, which it's very tough to go to state and do anything if you're a fourth at the region because you have to see a region champ right off the bat. And they both did. Uh, Thanks had to deal with the guy who pinned everybody and won the state championship first. Um, and then his second match, he had a close match, but he ended up losing that one as well. Um, Logan had a kid from South Dade his first match, and we knew that was going to be a good matchup for him. It was, a, it was a tight match, but Logan lost it, and so we're coming down to what could be the end of a Popka uh, wrestling for the year and uh, Logan's second match. We don't have any points on the board, and all of a sudden Logan pulls one off and he beats the kid by three points. And we're like, all right, cool, you know, we, we got to win. We feel good now. Let's go on to the next match, and the next match he had a region champ and beat that kid by a point you know and so we made it to day two and it was just like the coaches were so and so uh, enthusiastic about the whole thing made it to day two he ripped off three more wins the next day including beating a guy who had pinned him three times that year to finish third just a fantastic way to end the season highest placement we've ever had here at Apopka and uh, I'm just thrilled and and feeling really good about wrestling as I was kind of not feeling so good uh you know, the week before, <laughs> so
2: no, that that's a great, great story. And yeah. That's one of the great things that makes the wrestling so so exciting. You you really literally never know what's going to happen out there.
6: Yeah, and and Logan for all those matches, he didn't get any pins. He didn't get any techs. He won all the matches by one or two points. So he had. To, I mean, that's how it is at state. Sometimes you're wrestling guys who are you know have have the same credentials as you, or their record is like fifty and three. You know, I think Logan finished about 50 and eight this year on his record. So he had a lot of matches this year. Um, but I mean, it just, it just comes down to who wants it more and something switched in Logan after that first match that he just, he wanted to place. And, uh, You know, I I stood back, and I'm like, who's this kid wrestling? Where's he been? (laughs) Because if he had wrestled like that his first match, we might be talking about a state champion instead of a third-placer. But so proud of him. His family is fantastic. They've been with me for eight years now. I had his brother, Nick, um, before Logan came on. wrestler. He played football, too. Yep, yep. And so both their names are up on the wall for placing for popka. Nick is a fourth-placer, and Logan is a third-placer. So now I have to officially... um, host a match between those two because huh. there's been some bad blood at home where they're talking about you know who's better so
2: yeah i'm
4: sure
6: there's some <laughs>
2: smack talking going on there but i'm sure they might have a few uh, few matches at home yeah. lo- <laughs> along the way as well a- along the years now is it logan uh, bigger than nick
6: logan um right now they probably weigh similar weights i think when um nick competed in high school it was at 152 pounds logan's been wrestling 182 but I think right now, if you weighed them, they'd be pretty close to the same weight. So.
4: You want to sell a ticket to that event. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's we, good should do, we should do a show. Exactly. A bowling
6: fundraiser <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. He brought it up to me, and I thought he was joking, but apparently it's a, a real feud at the house right now. Nice. I'm, I'm sure there's some holes in the wall there from getting thrown around. Mom's probably not too happy about the condition of her couch from probably wrestling. And the dad's a wrestler, too, Chris Salella. So, um, you know, I'm sure that house was similar to mine growing up, where <laughs> constant wrestling matches and mom being upset. So...
4: You boys, break it up.
6: (laughs) No, that's great. Well, congratulations on
2: another great season. Brought home uh, Metro Conference hardware and district hardware and
6: and had a great uh, performance by Logan Salila in in the regions in the States. Absolutely. And and Thanks is coming back. He's a junior. We have a fantastic team coming back as well. A lot of young guys. I think I counted the other day. We had 13 guys who are coming back who have all placed in tournaments, varsity tournaments. And there's only 14 weight classes on a team. So if we can put 13 guys in the lineup next year that have all had placements, I mean, we're going to be you know, just as good or better than we were this year. And this is the best team that I've had at Apopka since I've been here. That's well, huge. The,
2: the other schools will definitely be fearing Apopka. Exactly, exactly. That's, well, congratulations on, an, on another great season, Coach Todd Hauser. Well, in a little bit, we're going to go to break in just a moment. before we do, I want to remind you, of course, that Blue Daughter Sports Central is sponsored by Porky's Original Barbecue. In fact, it's just about lunchtime right now. and It is. Porky's, of course, as you know, it's your uh, unofficial or maybe it's the official place to start your weekend. It every is. Every Friday at, at noon. <laughs> and uh, well, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk Blue Daughter Track on Sports Central. In fact, we're going to have some track athletes joining us, which... Very looking forward to. So please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams.
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger.
2: Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central. It's a great day in a popcorn. It's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. I'm Roger Franklin Williams joined by Joe Ferraro. Coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. And Joe, it's been a, another great show today. Three outstanding coaches. You know, in fact, I was just thinking during the break that there's not a, another school in the country that can put three coaches back to back, you know, like we just right here on our show today Matt Hoovers of Flag Football, Coach Lasseter of, of Baseball, and, and Coach um, Todd Hauser of both wrestling and bowling. And hey champions in both. Absolutely. Three outstanding, all, all around. outstanding all coaches. And it's uh, easy to see. And that's the great thing about our show. You hear these coaches come on and it uh, becomes obvious when you hear them talk. Just the knowledge, their knowledge of how to put a program together, how to coach youngsters, and also their, their incredible passion and commitment. It, it's obvious why we have the success that we do at Apopka High School.
4: Well, you would think other schools
2: would try to steal them away. I'm sure they're out there trying to get a better Teach them to keep keep their keep their grubby hands off. You know? you know, yeah.
4: We have to uh, put like a
2: firewall around our coaches. But um, you now while we're waiting for the the track athletes to join us, I'm sure they're running over <laughs> here right now. And uh, I just like to reflect a little bit on the show we did last night. It was, uh, last Friday, it was great to have you out there. Uh, oh, the 50th anniversary. Broadcasting the 50th of anniversary
4: of Popular League. That was a great
2: show. Not, not only was
4: it informative, it was historical.
2: It really was. And I was really, first of all, I'd like to thank Scott Garland for contacting me and inviting me and all the old school guys from, yeah, that was from nice. back 50 years ago to to come out there and, 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 and be honored at the ceremony, the kickoff ceremony for the 2017 season. But I, it was it was gratifying to see how many guys came back. And some of these guys I had not seen since Little League. And you, and you can tell some of those guys haven't seen each other exactly. since Little League. And that's what was so wonderful about it. You know, and, and, and a lot of the guys didn't know the other guys that were going to be there either. So it was just kind of a, a very spontaneous, uh, wonderful um, reunion. Se- reunion and celebration. And I, once again, I want to thank uh, Scott Garland, who's the vice president of a popular Little League. Of course, Gary Odom, who's the president. For graciously inviting us back, and it it was they kind of made a big deal out of us. Yeah, guys were called out individually, and we we were given little little medals. And it was, and I was very very, um, it was great to see the smiles on the guys' faces because that was I think the whole thing was kind of a a surprise for 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 the guys that came back for the reunion. And um, the coach's wife was there, Mr. Usler, Yeah, my my little league coach was Mr. Jimmy Usler, who was a best coach any kid could ever have in little league. He was a formative influence in my life and sadly he passed away some years ago but his wife louise usler mm-hmm. was invited back and uh, many, uh, i think that they had uh, the usler's family had son bobby who was my teammate and who played with me on, on little league and of course later at, here at apopka but they also had i think four or five four daughters and, and uh, four or five daughters anyway many of, many of the daughters were there yes as well <laughs> And it was great to have Mrs. Louise Usler be able to come back because, you know, sadly, most of the, the people that really made it all happen, uh, the coaches, the administrators, uh, just the, the dads in, in the community that, that really got together and made a popular little league come together and happen, created it, have have, di- have died now. They, they've passed away. So but we were it was great to have, have Mrs. Usler there and have some of the family members right. of the originals that really started it. Uh, to be a part of it, I was glad that, that you were out there you know, with it, broadcasting with me, Joe, and that you you, you were at, had a chance to experience it. And, and we're there, you know.
4: And looking at all the families that were there, and all the little leaguers, I didn't real every single field had a ball game going on. And I tell you what, watching these little kids play, it's incredible. I mean, it was it was so cool. It was like something out of a movie. It,
2: it, it really was a normal a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about Apopka. We still have that kind of thing happening right here in the community, and the reason is is because so many people give back. Uh, like Bill Cook is one of them. Exactly. But that, that was, I think, the story as, as we as we close out of Popka Little League. As we mentioned before, is it took great commitment. on on the part of the adults in the community to get a popular league started. It took a lot of hard work. It took vision. It took persistence. It took working through adversity. It took passion to establish a popular league. It takes those same qualities. Now it's taken it for 50 years, and the beautiful thing is, as, as the first generation, uh, you know, passed on and has gone gone now, another generation came along, right. and then after them, another generation came along, and it was gratifying to see there's a whole new generation of adults out there continuing to give back and to invest themselves so that so that those little kids today can have that wonderful experience, and just like we had 50 years ago, and, and kids in a pop have had for 50 years now. And even had a couple of uh, the 2001 Little League champs, United States champions. That was it was an honor and a thrill to to have those guys join that us was on the show. Cool. Yeah, Bo French, of course, and, and Justin LeFavors. Both in law enforcement now. Great to see the kind of men that, that they've that they grown up to be. That was a thrill within itself, absolutely.
4: And that says a lot for, again, Apopka and just the the whole being instilled. From little league on up,
2: the values that they were that the kids are, uh, the, the values that that kids grow up with in popka and the people have. It's just a, it's a wonderful thing. Which at the central of it, well, it starts with our, our Christian faith, but but also just the sense of community and, and the sense of giving back, being aware of others, helping others, and especially making a commitment to, to help help the the young people and the kids in the community. Well, that's going to do it. Another great show. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jeff, in the studio. And, of course, thank you, Coach Matthews, for putting together another great lineup, which included Coach Matt Hoover and, and Blue Daughter Flag Football. Coach Eric Laster on baseball. The Blue Daughter baseball team has a huge game tonight at Lake Brantley, 7 p.m. And, of course, finally, Coach Todd Hauser. Thanks to our lineup of coaches. Friends, thank you for joining us. Have-
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star
0: general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.